Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. So it's been a bit of a crummy week. Has it? It has been a long, crummy <laughs> week. Mind you, week, I'm talking like the last week, not the weekend. The weekend was good. Did a little bit of camping up at Mew Lake in Algonquin Park. Met a whole bunch of people there that I haven't met. Met a bunch of people there that I have met. You met people you haven't met? I met people that I haven't met. But now you've met them. But now I've met them. So you can't say that anymore. They've been meted. <laughs> <laughs> that was a meeting of the minds. So today's show is brought to you by... Manantler Craft Brewing Company and their Roberta Blondar Blonde Ale, because that's the kind of week it's been, <laughs> and Sean Rowley's Homemade Beef Jerky. Yes, they went well together. Didn't they? The uh, What was the first beer we have? We have you like six or seven a night here. Yeah, I mean, that's all we do is sit here and drink craft beers and talk about paddling and that sort of stuff. Uh, the first one was the uh, Hot Tropics Belgian Table IPA from Manantler Craft Brewing in Bowmanville, Ontario. Yes, that's Where'd my that's my local uh, established. Brewery. Yeah, it's your local establishment. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna take a break from this good stuff because when you got your Explore Live the Adventure gearbox, yeah, there was something in it. Explain was. what was in there, Derek. It's interesting. They, so, and now I've never heard of anything like this before. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I grew up on a farm and we had maple trees, so we had maple sap. We would drink the maple sap once in a while. And uh, so, we, uh, plus we would make maple syrup with it. Well, that's drinking the maple sap. Yeah. But we drank it <laughs> from the tree sometimes too, after it was Like filtered. with a straw? No, right out of a glass. Oh, really? Yeah. Why don't you just drink it right out of it's, a bucket? It's, well, <laughs> who drinks out of a bucket? Well, it's connected to the tree. Just, isn't that a straw <laughs> that you stick into the tree? <laughs> anyway... Anyway, so in the uh, Explorer Live the Adventure Gearbox, there was a, uh, a little pouch of, uh, it's called 52 North. It's birch tree sap. It's a, it's, it's a beverage. It's a tree sap beverage. It's clearish milk. It's almost like if you've ever seen coconut milk, like when you crack open a yes, coconut. Yeah. It's, or, it looks almost exactly the same. And, and you can also buy the uh, coconut water. So it's almost, coconut like, water, a, it's milk, almost yeah. like a coconut yeah. water. So we haven't tried this yet. Yeah, we wanted to try it while we were recording. And uh, <laughs> cheers, buddy. It smells funky, like birch trees and bad breath. I don't know, man. It's... <laughs> Did you try it? <laughs> no, I'm not, not yet. trying. You try it. <laughs> Does anybody want to come over here and try this? <laughs> oh my god! It's great. Try it. <laughs> How come you're like it tastes scraping like, your tongue? It tastes like bad breath too. It tastes like water. Oh, it's got an. I wonder if it's better if it's chilled, or maybe add vodka or something. I don't know. Yeah, it needs to be added something to. Like yeah, to it, it or something. something. It needs something. There, is there a recipe or you something? Got some vodka or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I it's mean, from... it's, it's not really that bad. I mean, it's got the consistency of water. It's 100% hand-tapped Canadian birch sap from Silver Birch. Really? Every spring, Canadian wilderness thaws, birch trees awaken, sending streams of nutrient-rich sap from the roots, yada, yada, yada. So, it's like a... But it, it's it's got a, a weird taste to it yeah yeah but like i say consistency of water it looks like coconut milk mm-hmm. but um yeah i'll go switch back to man antler <laughs> beer did you know i learned something i uh about maple trees there what last year is uh, what did you learn eric what did i learn what i learned is that because this is a show all about getting an edumacation yes we've said it before we'll and, say it again and it, it just ties into what we're trying sampling here is uh do you know there's more than one kind of maple tree? Yeah. <laughs> and do you know that you can't get maple syrup from, from all, all of them? them? And did you know that maple trees don't go past Ontario? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Not even Shrinker says what? No, other way. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. There's none out west? No. Oh. No, that's why when I have friends, family that come out this way, and we hit those little sugar bushes, yeah. we're sitting there doing a little sample Sugar shacks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they huh. do the little pill things. Yep. Little, yeah. You put your pills in the hospital. Well, they fill those up with some syrup. 
Huh. And, you know, as a sample thing, yeah, we're sitting there like it's a shot bar. <laughs> <laughs> Doing all the maple syrup shots. <laughs> Anyways, no. we, we tapped a uh, maple tree in our backyard and uh, boiled it down and it looked weird. It looked like little waxy bits in it and stuff like that. And, yeah. and uh, after it was boiled down, it didn't quite look like normal maple syrup. But when you tasted it, it was so bitter and gross. So mm. obviously I threw it out. So that was my lesson learned. It's like, I knew there's different kind of maple trees, but. Not all of it I is. didn't know that the tree I had was not a sugar maple. Which begs the question mm-hmm. that's been said a thousand times. Who looked at a maple tree and said, I'm going to take whatever comes out of that tree, that's boil a- it down. I think it was the guy that was related to the first guy that saw a cow and said, you know what? <laughs> whatever comes out of that big bag hanging under that cow, I'm putting on my fruitios. <laughs> If, we can drink, if babies can drink human milk. I <laughs> uh, just twist a total spin on things. But yeah, like who, who thinks for the first time to boil down sap from a tree? Man. And how many trees did they try? Before they, they got it right. It's like, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of week it's been. Um, It does smell <laughs> like bad breath. <laughs> so you're just going to keep on drinking it. Here. There's some more in this glass over here. There's no aftertaste. That's good. Yeah. That's a bonus. Yeah. But it, it tastes like wood, like tree, like... Like birch? Yeah. Like if you ever <laughs> chewed on a toothpick, it tastes like the toothpick. With bad breath. Yeah. Bad there you go. toothpick wood. All right. So 52 degrees north, birch tree sap. Give it a whirl. Limited harvest. Yeah. Hand tapped. We didn't Canadian. sell it very well. No. <laughs> Hey, this is fantastic stuff. If you're looking for 52 degree north, birch tree sap, limited harvest, get it while it lasts. Store near you. <laughs> I, guess, yeah. I can see why they gave it away in the, yeah. uh, live the adventure yeah. gearbox. Eh, something new. You got to try it, right? Hmm. <sighs> we tried it. Interesting. I wonder what province. Ontario? Well. Canada? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well. On to other things. Just as kooky. Horsefly, British Columbia. Oh, like that's a real place. It says Horsefly, British Columbia. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll, look, at, we'll look at that up at a map later. Well, I guess they have trees in uh, Horsefly, British Columbia. <laughs> they got trees in Horsefly, British Columbia. <laughs> well, keeping on the train of thought of kooky things, I was looking at a, uh, doing some research there this week. Have you ever worn a kilt? I have never, ever. Oh, wait. Let me think. No, I've never. Never, ever. So ever? I went to a... I, I, I Bar mitzvah? Was, I, was a, I was a groomsman at a buddy's wedding. He wore a kilt. I can't remember. Obviously, it was a good wedding was, if I don't remember Was it really breezy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at the pictures. It was exceptionally breezy. I felt cool from the knees up. Or down. <laughs> it must have been a good wedding because I, I just talked to my buddy about this a couple of weeks back. Anyways, he wore kilt to it. And uh, he said, oh, I was looking at the pictures from the wedding when, you know, you were one of the groomsmen. I said, I was in your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember now that we discussed it. But, but yeah, now you've I'll, got a great memory. It's just not now, all that long. Now I have to ask him if I wore a kilt. Did I wear a kilt? No, you were naked. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what you do. We were throwing tablecloths on you. (laughs) We were dressed up as Scotsmen. You were dressed up as a Roman in a toga. (laughs) It was a great time. It was an awesome wedding. Well, the reason I ask if you've ever worn a kilt, uh, the 511 tactical kilt. Um, Guy on Gear Junkie, this is where I saw this one. Uh, Apparently 511 uh, is a company. They had a... April Fool's joke last year. They said they were doing this this outdoor kilt. And uh, apparently there was a quite the response to it. People saying, where do I get one? Yeah. So this year, they actually made one. The 511 Tactical uh, Duty Kilt. So it's like ripstop? Yeah, like it's, yeah. Uh, Teflon coated ripstop fabric? Dubbed the Tactical Duty Kilt. It's a wraparound snap closure bottom made from ripstop fabric. 511 triple stitches the kilt and adds a Teflon finish so you can take abuse and shed moisture and dirt. Hmm. 
and urine, I guess, too. Yeah, I guess. Because, <laughs> you know, when, when I'm out there. Uh, but, he's, yeah, he says, it, uh, the, the guy doing the re- review says, yeah, you know what, it won't substitute for a good pair of pants or shorts. Yeah. But when nature calls and you're out there, and it all depends if you're wearing it the traditional Scottish way or not, too. Yeah. Right? Oh, there you go. So. <laughs> I remember looking at kilts years ago. Like, it was a... Uh, it was a, they kind of tr- sold it as a construction, like construction workwear. Mm-hmm. And it was a kilt. It had loops for hammers and whatever, right? And I thought about the time, it's like, that would be really neat, but I just don't think I could pull it off. I don't think I could get away with that. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're canoeing or kayaking or if you're portaging and you got a canoe on, you're walking down the portage with a kilt. Oh, I just thought of something bad. All the bug bites. Ooh, they get up under the canoe. Yeah, they'll get up under the kilt. Kilt too. Ow. Oh, that could change things. Yeah. yeah uh. I don't think I want to be rubbing deet in certain areas. <laughs> <laughs> it stings, it stings. <laughs> um, I was surprised by both the kilt's comfort and utility. The D-ring mounts were great for clipping on a Leatherman, and the wet overgrowth, or sorry, in the wet overgrowth, because he went to Rocky Mountain National Park, legs above the knees stayed dry and scratch-free. Now, he was he was saying because of the thickness of the kilt, yeah. it doesn't allow air to go through, but air does come up under. Yeah. So it's... Breezy. It's a tad breezy. Uh, <laughs> it says, 80 bucks. Just remember, everyone can tell you're wearing a kilt. And he got stopped a few times, I guess, on portages or whatever. And, and think, wow, look at you in that kilt. But that's 80 US, right? Uh, I think we saw that it was 104.83. Oh, yeah, Canadian. yeah, yeah, yeah. 104.83 or something. Yeah, Canadian, 105 yeah. bucks Canadian. Yeah. So, eh, that's kind of pricey. I, I can get a good pair of pants with legs that zip off and still have all the pockets. Now, they do... <laughs> One of the uh, things that they do, the pockets, um, will hold a couple of extra magazines. Oh, because they're tactical. Yeah. 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 So they're sort of throwing that extra spin on it as well. And I remember looking at the website, there was like the camo designs. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the desert camo look to it, right? So yeah, I'm going to get me one of those, I think. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, But hey, just one of those goofy things that we saw. It goes with this goofy (laughs) drink we're drinking and... So let's talk backcountry luxury items. Backcountry luxury items. Yeah, we're just switching topic to topic to topic. You know? so <laughs> Rapid one, fire. Yeah, yeah, we're going from beers to jerky to birch water to yeah. to kilts to backcountry luxury items. I did get a response. Only my buddy wore the kilt at the wedding. I just oh, so it. you've not worn a kilt before? No, nope, nope, as far as you know. Suit. He's he's looking for pictures now. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. So being a, a, a canoe tripper, one of the things that has really been hammered into me over the last 15 years is lightweight, minimalist attitude. Yes. The less you carry, the better it is. And it's And it's not even just that. It's like we've been more and more, it's like, oh, well this backpack is too heavy. I want to buy a newer, lighter weight backpack. Mm-hmm. Oh, this canoe is too heavy. I want a new, lighter weight canoe. This, I want a cedar paddle so that it's lighter. Everything is lighter, 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 right? lighter yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, with the canoe, I went from an 80-pound fiberglass freighter-style canoe to this 34-pound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that one. I will stick with that one till the day I'm dead. Uh, but... You know, like tents. I have I have a good two, well, supposed to be a two-man tent um, that I could take on trips. It's bigger. It, it takes a lot of space. But I take my solo Eureka Spitfire tent. Yeah. You know, uh, there's certain things, you know, if, if if I'm sitting under, like the, 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 the four-day solo trip I did over Canadian Thanksgiving there, um, I'm sitting under the tarp because of the rain, wind and the rain. Yeah. And... You know, well, what am I going to do there? Well, I could have brought my reflector oven. Could have brought a Dutch oven. Could have brought, you know, oh, I'm yeah, sitting on yeah. the ground. I should have should have brought a lawn chair, like one of the foldable. 
But then you bring all that stuff and it's like it never comes out of the pack. So it really depends. Like yeah. I've brought, I've dragged some luxury items out with me and it's like, I never use it. But then you don't have it. And it's like, oh, oh I, I wish I brought it. it. I yeah. could have used it this time. So some of the things I've been bringing or not bringing, but I actually, I brought on my, my trip was my reflector oven. I brought that because I've made a giant cookie. <laughs> I made this massive chocolate chip cookie in my reflector oven, oh, yeah? and I ate it. My well, I was the only one there. So I, I was going to share it, but there was no one there to share it with. Um, I didn't bring a folding chair because the other thing is, the more you bring like that, then you're double carrying. Yeah, and if it's a small portage, that's one thing. But when you get into like a two, three, four kilometer portage. <laughs> Like a one kilometer portage, if you triple it, yeah. <laughs> it's three yeah, kilometers. It's a kilometer with your first load. It's a kilometer back. It's a kilometer with the second load. Yeah. That's three kilometers all of a sudden instead of one. Now, if it's a four kilometer portage, which we did the one down to, to Big Crow, that one oh, okay, a couple yeah. of years back, that was four kilometers. All of a sudden, you're up to 12 kilometers. Mm-hmm. That, uh, not happening. You ever happening. think it's a waste of a trip when you have to go back to get gear, but your arms are empty? It's like, I should pick up a log or something. <laughs> I'm going to take this log <laughs> all the way to the under end of the portage. Just, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's the only reason I think that I don't take all the extra gear is because I don't want to double carry. Yeah, and right? I'm the same way. Like the, the, the portage is, you know, if, if when I do triple carry or double carry or whatever, you, on, on your way back to get more gear, it's like, huh, this is a nice portage. This is a nice walk in the woods, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when your head's deep inside a canoe and you can't see anything except the mud that your feet are going through, it's like, it's not really that fun. No, no. And you, you're so, s- so you want to get it done and over with and, and, and all the bugs are hiding yeah. in the woods waiting for you. And so it's like, get it done, get it, get, get through the portage, get it done. And, and that's usually my goal. It's like I'll I weigh myself down so that I'm ready to fall over and just get it done, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing is I drink a lot of coffee at home. Okay. I drink a lot. Of, I drink too much coffee. There's people that have the camp coffee makers. Yes. They got the drip kind now and all that sort of stuff. I'd be tempted to bring one of those. There's, just... There's two different kinds I've used... Like when it's, when it's me and my wife and the kids, like I, I have a, it's like a French press, but it's in a Nalgene yeah. bottle. So you just dump the grinds in, put in the, uh, the little French press thingy and, and you press out your coffee. Right. But when I'm with the, the guys from work, like one of them, they, he brings a, it's almost a full gallon. It's a percolator. So it's just a, it's a potted bubbles yeah. and percolates. So, so that's what we, but I've, we've also just made coffee where you. Instant. No, no grinds. No. So you just boil a pot of water, throw the grinds right in the pot, and then uh, you take it off and let it sit for like two or three minutes and all the grinds settle to the bottom. You usually get quite a few grinds in your coffee anyways. The but old, they co- just the old uh, cowboy coffee. Yeah, sort of so you thing. just yeah. don't drink the last multiple. <laughs> you eat it. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? I don't, I mean, I don't drink as much coffee when I, if somebody's bringing the coffee or something, or you're doing Bailey's in the morning with the coffee okay, yeah, sort of thing. yeah. But I usually don't drink a lot of coffee when I'm out. Oh, no? No. When I'm out on a canoe trip, I don't generally drink a lot of coffee. Hmm. Now, I'll drink hot chocolate. I don't I don't know why, but... Yeah. I just not... Yeah, I'm not a, a coffee camping kind of guy. I've tried it. I've, I've you know, over the, you know, the last couple of decades that I've been camping and tripping, it's, you know, you tea or hot chocolate and whatever. Now, I'm just kind of... I'll drink coffee only. I, I don't even bother bringing hot chocolate. I don't bother bringing tea. Yeah. I do bring tea in like an emergency kit, just like for if we get ashore and it's cold and I can bowl some throw tea in. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, the, the tea sits in my uh, first aid kit, just sits it's there. It's five right? years old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get it. <laughs> I usually have to remind myself to change it out every year, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, if I do take it, it's usually just like I get a um, instant coffee. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, then again, you're, you got the coffee maker, then you got all the beans yeah. or ground. Yeah. Right, because there are people that take the grinder as well. Yeah, that's a luxury item. I'm Th- that's, just not taking. Th- that's quite no. the luxury item, and I'm not that desperate for freshly ground coffee no. camping. No, because really, you're you're. Why is there no Starbucks around here? 
<laughs> well, the, the, that fresh ground coffee flavor and the taste you, for me, like when you're on a, on a, on a lake, I don't filter my coffee water. I just go grab it from the lake and I boil it, boil it. Yeah. And so it's got its own unique taste already. So it's, it's kind of, I'm not going to try and get that freshly ground coffee taste because it's, uh, it's camp coffee. It's cowboy coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> fresh ground beans with taste of leech. Yes, mm. taste of leech. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What about a lantern? A lantern. Yeah. Like a light? Yeah. I As opposed to, to a headlamp. I used to years ago. Yeah. When I first started, I would take a lantern. Now I'm just like, why? Why would I? I got the fire and I got my headlamp. I remember when, I, so I was new to camping. I remember I used to bring, it was a kerosene lantern. And uh, it was on Vancouver Island going out to uh, the, the route that we did. It's, uh, it, it hit beaches and stuff. Anyways, I slipped and fell and smashed the glass. Oh. Kerosene went down the back of my pack because I just had it hang on the outside of my pack, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I have the uh, propane lantern. But that's, I mean, like I say, that was a luxury item I used to buy. Yeah, I would right? never. Like I, I've got... There's so many, there's so much, the technology for lighting is amazing now. Yeah. All you can the buy LED these little, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The little tiny LEDs and they throw out so much light. Yeah. And I, I don't go anywhere. I don't, I never camp now without a headlamp. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all I take yeah. now. Yeah. Like, and they're so bright. So it's just, there's no need. Like I remember back in the day, you, you'd, uh, you know, you could, you'd measure the, the battery life in minutes on a flashlight, right? So usually it was candles. I used to, back in the day, I used to, all my lighting was candles. Did you have one of those candles, just sort of going on a tangent, uh, those candles that would, Mountain Equipment Co-op yeah, sold expands. them. And they, the yeah, they pulled it up and then you, you push it down. Yeah. Yeah. After it cools. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. After it cools. Oh, I don't point. know how many times I had that perfectly burnt circle on the palm <laughs> of my hand because I push it down without thinking. Oh, I'll blow out the candle. I'll push that down. Yeah. Where do you think? Where do you think the flame was heating? I, I still have that lantern. Oh, I, well, I, I got two of them, yeah. yeah I still got candles with it and everything. I have it, yeah, me too. It's Some in zombie my, apocalypse happens. I that's keep my it in my zombie. emergency kit. Yeah, that's my zombie apocalypse uh, kit. <laughs> um, a pillow, a full-size actual, like, bed pillow. Um, I'm, I'm not urinating. I'm pouring Fill, some more birch water. Some more water. birch beer. <laughs> birch, sorry, birch water. It's not beer at all. <laughs> uh, I've... I've never taken an actual pillow except for car camping. Yeah. And I'm actually on the hunt for a proper pillow for camping. I looked, I've been looking at uh, inflatable ones. I got a little mm -hmm. tiny thingy that I put on top because I usually just fold the jacket, yeah. clothes, whatever, and put it on top, right? Somebody I know actually brings a pillow case and throws clothes in it. Clothes into that, I used to right? do that. Sort, sort of thing. Um, I do know one person that did used to take a full size pillow. And you're. Uh, Wow, that's a lot of space. And yeah, but I, that's a luxury item. Some people I do know do take, but well, I you would know, never. Sleep's important for some people, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the last thing I've got on my list of luxury items would be extra food, non-dehydrated for bigger meals. Ugh. Yeah. That birch water is doing good. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, I'm still drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one for the team, buddy. Uh, extra food. Anything extra I take is like snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting there, especially if I'm with somebody, a bunch of people, mm -hmm. you know, we're at, like if there's four of us on a canoe trip or something, and you're sitting around the fire at night, I'm I'm snacking. Yeah. I'm so, not having like, like a full meal. What or kind anything. of snacks would you bring? What is your luxury item snack stuff that you would? You think I'm, to yourself, I shouldn't really bring this. You know what I bring? And and when people, I mean, I do the jerky, mm -hmm. do the trail mix, that yeah. sort of stuff, right? Uh, trail mix, mix some M&Ms or something in with it. It yeah. really kicks it up a notch. Uh, but I'll be sitting there around the fire and I'll say, Hey, you, you want, and I'll hand over the little container of what I got. And they're like fudgeo cookies. Stubble, <laughs> stubble. And I'm like, dude, you brought fudgeos? Yes, I did. <laughs> I tell you, no one turns them down. But yeah, things, little things like that I'll take. Uh, cereal bar. I always bring extra. Cereal yeah. bars. Because even, I'll, I'll eat those on the way home. I never consider any food item a luxury item. Not not really. Not More of it. Yeah. Okay, yes. I guess more. Yeah. Something if, instead of paring down weight, it's like, yeah. See, I for food, I, I bring what's necessary. I'm not a big foodie when it comes to camping. I yeah. love cooking at home, but when I'm camping, it's, I, I 
usually stick to like it depends on who I'm with. Some people really insist on bringing steaks and chicken I'll br- breast. Yeah, and I'll stuff bring like that. stuff for like the first night. If, on a solo trip, if I'm going, it's just Lipton sidekicks and and foil packed tuna. Yeah. And, and well, you know it. what I found is good is the uh, the rice. You know, they, they had that TV commercial, the just put in the microwave. The yep. girl comes running downstairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, eats it out of the packet sort yeah. of thing. You just throw a little bit of water in a pan, throw one of those packets in over your stove and just yeah. heat it up. Man, it's so good. Hmm. And I've never yeah, brought fact, rice. Yeah. Well, they got they got the rice. They got some noodle stuff. Yeah. And so, but yeah, the rice is beautiful. Couscous. Mm-hmm. If you got a bunch of people, do a package of couscous. Yeah. That comes in different flavors. Really good. Huh. Quinoa, I'm not a fan of. But couscous. I don't like quinoa. Yeah. So. I, I think it's an acquired taste. I think so. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, backcountry luxury items. I think that's all the ones I can think of. Yeah. For me, there's a few things that I bring that that <laughs> they're, most of the time they don't get used type thing, right? Like like binoculars. And like. Yeah. See, I would I, never bring stuff like that. I, I bring binoculars almost every time. See, and I wouldn't bring something like that because I bring my camera gear. Yeah. So I just put the long lens on and oh, okay, yeah, zoom yeah. in. Yeah. I've stopped bringing camera gear. Now I just, my cell phone does it all. My cell phone takes such good pictures that I haven't brought my my digital SLR camera. Yeah. And see, I do because I can blow them up to like, yeah. you know, six well, by eight feet. You're, you're artsy fartsy with the photography, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll take some stuff that I know I'm just going to throw on Facebook or yeah. Twitter or Instagram, you know, so like social media that's never going to be blown up. I'll do that with my my cell phone. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for stuff I know I'm going to want to do stuff with. Yeah, that's exactly. what I, I take. Yeah. But you know, I stopped taking a lot of like extra lenses. I pair. I, I don't take more than two lenses. You have a couple yeah. utility lenses. Yeah. That you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I've cut down big time on that and uh, whatnot. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And we come back, uh, going to talk about pack rafting. Pack rafts. Pack. Awesome. We've talked, we've talked bike rafting. We did. Pack, pack biking, bike, yeah, bike, bike rafting. Bike, bike rafting. Bike rafting. Yeah. yeah. And we've talked to you how we put the little pack rafts on the front of the bike. Yeah. But let's just talk about just the, the just pack the rafts. rafts. Pack rafts. Yeah. Be back in a second. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Um, We are going to talk pack rafting. Yes. Because we did the bike rafting episode a while back, and uh, there's lots of places I'd like to go that I'm just not taking a canoe or a kayak or anything like that, just because it's too hard. Um, For example? The mountains. <laughs> like, back in the mountains. Um, or like Banks, Banks Island. Island. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Banks or Island. for me, Angava Peninsula. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's places that I would love to go tripping and, you know, paddling and... Uh, it's just not really feasible, and if it is feasible, it's going to cost an absolute fortune. Yes, it's fortune. it's prohibitive. It's if you want to take a, uh, for example, if you want to take a float plane into a backcountry, if you want to get into a remote wilderness area, you can only bring one canoe per flight per leg. Yes. And so, if you have several people, like so, it's you're talking several trips. But if you have four people and you have a couple pack rafts, it's all one trip. You, all the gear is in there, and and you're good to go. Right? Yeah, so and it's, the, it's cost-saving and time-saving. Yeah, and the pack rafts now... Now, the pack raft is a small, lightweight, inflatable boat. Yeah. And they go down... They're usually one person and less than 10 pounds, all folded up, right? And they go down small enough that they will fit in your pack. So if you're backpacking... Yeah, you just... You've got this raft sitting there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If you're If you're mountain biking, you've got it strapped to the front... Of your handlebars. Yeah. 
right? I mean, they go that small. It's pretty small. Is they're fairly fairly lightweight. You the, you know they're going to have some weight. They are made of pretty heavy duty plastic canvas yeah. type thing, right? But they're generally under ten pounds. I mean, the ones we were looking at a couple two point nine pounds, five point nine pounds. Yeah, that's not bad. It's, yeah, it's it's for a boat. Pretty, it's pretty close to a tent. Yeah, and I mean what what they're doing. I mean for you. I mean they're they're pretty good. Uh, you can use pack rafts to float down rivers, cross lakes, run rapids. Yeah, run rapids. They're they're, they're that good. <laughs> and enough. and I've seen videos of them doing it. So it's it's doable. It's feasible. It's yeah. and really you're not gonna it's not gonna sink on you. And if you wrap it around a rock, it's just an inflatable boat. So well, the thing is, is they got these chambers. Yes. They're they're made of multiple. Some of them are well. Some of them are one. The cheaper ones are made one chamber. Yes. The more expensive ones that you start getting are, you know, three, four, five, six chambers. So exactly. if you do puncture one of these chambers, you're still, you're, you're still, still operational. Yeah. You've punctured one chamber, yeah. one individual little air filled and, and that's chamber, a, right? That, that, that's a little bit of a confidence builder. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to blow the thing off, you know, right out of the gate and you're going to have some opportunities to patch that one chamber that's deflated. You may lose a little bit of steerability or whatever and uh, stability, but it's, it's still an integral. It's all together. It's a boat still, right? So. Yeah. So you can get, you can get to shore and, you know, patch that, refill it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I say, going to those hard to access fishing spots. Exactly. Yeah. You know that you, you're yeah. not get, you're bushwhacking a canoe through that or something. You know, like for not happening. So yeah, you just hike through and you got this little thing. You fill it up and jump onto the water because otherwise you're stuck shore fishing, right? Yeah, and if you if there is a small remote lake that you want to get to, and th- then it's <laughs> to bushwhack a full size canoe, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I've done it a couple times. I you know hate it's, doing that. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, the pack rafts are excellent, lightweight travel, uh, fits into your backpack, straps onto your bike. Like we were saying, you can even throw it in your luggage, you know, if you're going to another country or something. Yeah. Right. Cause you never know. Exactly. Right? I mean, if, so if you're that, if you're that into It's just a rolled up, like a bedroll type thing in your packet. So it's. Throw it in your closet. Yeah. It goes in. Yeah. Right? It's easy travel, easy packs. It's, it's small, it's lightweight, it's simple. You, you basically, when you fill it, you can use those, uh, it's like the, uh, the airbags for, fill, you know, for filling up Thermarest or for, you know, it's, All those, it's just a those, pillowcase, uh, pillowcase pump type thing. I, that's what I call them. Yeah. 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 Uh, what are those big bed thingies that you got in the Explorer kit there? Oh, yes. Uh, one of those couch things that, uh, lay, lay, lay bag or whatever. Yeah. The lay bags. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. There's a little lay bag on the front that you fill. And then you squeeze the air in, yep. into it, right? There's also the other, you know, you blow it up with your mouth sort of thing. Um, now, when choosing a pack raft, like I said, it's just like all outdoor gear. You know, you need to shop for the pack raft that's going to do what you need it to do for you. There's so many options when it comes to pack rafts. Well, and see, like that's, for... that's what I didn't get when I first started looking into this, right? Like, why is there so many? Yeah. You, I mean, you can get the, the cheaper one that's, you know, not as heavy duty. You know, it's not, uh, you're, yeah, you're not going down rapids. This is for a nice, easy paddle. Yeah. Going out on some, some small water, that sort of thing. Yeah. They make it lighter weight. It's thinner material. So it's, you know, it's Saves on your weight. prone to punctures and stuff. Yeah. Or if you're going to be going into a, like a serious backcountry area, then they, they are going to be heavier, but they're going to be, it's going to, it's a tougher material. It's more resistant to, uh, to any hole, getting any holes in it or stuff like that. It's. It's yeah, and the price goes up accordingly. Exactly. Which is yeah. the only difference. But I mean, yeah, when you're getting to these expensive ones, they're doing white water in these. They're doing racing in these nowadays. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, um, long trips in these. One man, two man with gear. Yes. Yeah. They're designed to be light enough to be carried for extended distances. Uh, and the, the kayak paddles break down to like four or five they, pieces. Yeah. So that just fits in right into your pack as well, right? Which is really cool. Uh, safety equipment, of course, your PDF and your clothing. And yeah, you can get spray decks now for stuff. And it's unbelievable. I thought this was just a little raft that you just jumped into, right? <laughs> yeah. Because like I say, when we did that episode on, on the bike rafting, okay, well, yeah, they just popped it up. They filled it up, took their bike apart, threw it in the front and down the river they went. Exactly, yeah. But these things are far more versatile uh, th- than I thought they would have been. Uh, a cold water setup. Includes the pack raft, thigh straps, spray decks, safety lines, paddles, 
dry suits, inflation bags, helmet, backpack, dry bags. And yeah, and like I say, they can be inflated by mouth, electric pump, or most contemporary users carry the lightweight, lightweight inflation bags. Yes. So um, very versatile. So many things that you can do with these and places you can go. Well, that, what's uh, what's interesting too is that uh, these the versatility of them it in their their usage. Like I I was thinking that these are just going to be for specific, you know, remote backcountry fly-in trip and stuff like that. But some people use them as their daily driver. Some people mm-hmm. use these. This is what this is their sole boat. And and you know it would make sense if like if you're a city dweller, you lived in a condo or or something like that. But, you know, some people just, it, it, they like it, they enjoy it. It's, it's, uh, they're comfortable to paddle. They're easy to use. They're, it's a daily driver, right? So it's. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think part of, there's a stigma of, of, of rubber dinghy. Yes. You know, and, and, and I that's, think that's, that's the first thing when I thought, oh yeah, it's, it's just a funky rubber dinghy. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's, it's not, they've, the technology has gone beyond that and the little pieces that you can add onto it. They're still not like a full-fledged canoe. They're not going to track no, that well. No. They're, you're gonna be, it's going to be a bit more work to get where you're going because it doesn't coast. It's going to slide sideways. and Yeah, whatnot. you can't really compare these to canoes and kayaks no. at all. No. They're a total different beast altogether. Um, the only comparison you can make is that you're in them and you're paddling. Yes. And you're on water. Yeah. You know? Um, there are, seem to be two main companies that I kept coming across. The Alpaca Raft... And the Cocapelli pack raft. So I just sort of took the 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 low end and the high end of each of the, of these companies uh, from Alpaca Raft. So you go to alpacaraft.com, uh, a l p a c k a r a f t dot com. Their low one is the Scout. Five hundred ninety five dollars. That's not that too is bad. US. And that's, yeah, yes, right? that's US. So, but that's not too bad that's for... That's not bad at all. That's that's very decent and fair entry-level Yeah, raft. if you're looking for something to get into, just get on the water. Yeah. This is perfect. Do a little bit of fishing or something like that. Um, two and a half pounds. Roll that bad boy right up. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, that's super simple. And and, and we saw, I saw videos of them rolled up, and they're, they're not that big once they're rolled up. No, perfect for fast packing, crossing rivers... Canyoneering, I guess going down canyons. I've never heard of that. Canyoneering. Canyoneering. Apparently it's a word. Yeah. Uh, And mountain lake fishing. Small, light, you won't even notice in in your pack. Features 10-inch diameter tubes, so the the round. No bells and whistles to keep the weight and bulk to an absolute minimum, which is exactly what you want. Yeah, and that's the purpose of why you're getting this. So if you're going on a long backpacking trip through the mountains... And you know you're going to be crossing rivers and like wide rivers and stuff. Yes. Like, this is perfect. If you scout out the route and you know that there's a lake or whatever, as a top, how fun would that be? You're out in the mountains, mm-hmm. nice crystal clear mountain lake. Middle of nowhere. Do a little yes. bit of paddling. Paddle across to the other side and just, yeah. and you deflate it, roll it back up, throw it back in your pack and beauty. just keep on going. Their top of the line, Alpaca New. I want to keep saying GNU. Because that's what it, the GNU, right? Yeah. The Alpaca New is $2,445 US. It's a little pricey. Yeah. But you're getting the Cadillac of pack rafts. That is, and that's their most versatile pack raft they've got. Adventure racing, C2 whitewater enthusiasts, uh, fishermen looking for ultralight backcountry drift boat, or a family looking to take the kids on an adventure. The new is for you. <laughs> I should work for them. <laughs> uh, two person. This one, this is, this is for two people. Uh, removable whitewater decks, if you're into the C2. Um, extra seating, touring seating systems. The um, uh, thigh straps, all that sort of stuff. You can get mixture of the, the thicknesses. It, it's amazing how you can trick these things out. Yeah, and I'm I'm going through the pictures now on their website. It's it's very interesting. They've got a lot of options, and everything is inflatable. What's neat is the um, is the option for and I don't know if it actually comes with it or not, but it's the the kneeling console thing, the kneeling thing down the middle. So you're actually it's like riding a horse type. Oh, thing. the the uh, inflatable floor. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, accessories you can get inflatable seats, bow bag, uh, bow bags, bow bags, <laughs> bow bags, tie down straps to keep your gear in the raft, back band, thigh band kits, dry bags, whitewater foot braces, self baler conversion kits, and inflation bags. And that's just from Alpaca Raft. Yes. Uh, the Coco Pelly Pack Raft Company, which is Coco Pelly Pack Raft, K O K O P E L L I Pack The Hornet Light, five hundred ninety-five bucks. That's not bad, and that's comparable to that's the, comparable to uh, the, the scout. entry level scout. Yes, right. Uh, and this is their lightest one, four four point nine pounds which is two pounds more than the, the Scout. It's a bit heavier, so it leads me to believe that it's a bit more, the canvas, the, the plastic canvas might be a little bit more. And this includes a seat, that sort of stuff. It's ideal for river crossings, high alpine lake fishing, wide calm rivers, which is exactly the same as the Scout. Their price points, five ninety five each. It, it seems like they, they're aware of each other. They're, they're pricing it out. They're com- direct competitors. Yeah. So it makes sense. The price is matching. Um... Their top of the line one by the looks of it here is the Nirvana XL with spray deck from $925. It goes up to about 1050 or something Which like that. Which is pretty significantly different from... That's more than... From less the Alpaca than New. Yeah, that's, that's less than half the price of the Alpaca New. Um, yeah, this is a new one for... New and improved for 2017. Two chambers in the main hull. So yeah, if you blow one, you've got the secondary. Yes. Secondary one. Four point thigh strap systems providing more responsive handling uh, ability, whether you're carving into or out of an eddy, surfing a wave, or even rolling your pack raft. So people are rolling these like kayaks. I I, I would I ah, I need, I to, I need to see a video of that. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't even think people would would be doing that. I'm sort skeptical, of thing. but yeah, obviously if they say it, they must happen, right? Yeah, it must be happening. There's some so, skilled people out there. Yeah, so I mean, this one is definitely, and I do like the looks. I do like the looks of the Nirvana XL uh, when you get the spray deck and everything on it, and you put your your gear in there. Now, some of the things we noticed is the chambers that are hollow. Some of yes. them have. Can it's be like used a, as actual storage. Like a glove box. Yeah. So you <laughs> unzip, you throw some stuff in there, you zip it back up and then fill it all with air. And so you, it's a, it's an air, it's a leak proof air zipper. Yeah. So you basically, yeah, you're, you're, it's a, it's a console. It's a glove box on your boat. Then you just stick some extra stuff in, which yeah. is cool. Extra. So you got your, your pack on top and then you got that mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, Cocopelli, they have accessories like dry suits. Paddles, inflatable seats, repair kits, inflatable floor, thigh strap sets. And the inflatable floor is good because when you're just sitting on the regular floor and you hit a rock or something. Yes, I think there's there's a drawback for that. Like the, uh, if you had something to sit on or get you up out of the, uh, off the bottom, then I think that would, because yeah, you you glance off any rocks or logs or anything like that. You're going to feel it. You're going to notice it. Yeah, I mean, the alpaca has the uh, inflatable seats, right? So these guys have the inflatable seats as well. Uh, both have the the, the the whole floor. Yes. Which, I mean, with the new, you'd want the whole floor or two seats because yep. it's two people, right? But yeah, I wouldn't want to be uh, hitting something and getting that right <laughs> off a... Take out your knee and then oh, you can't even tailbone or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, some of these, some people kneel in these as well. Yes. And you, yeah, you take a good rock... Right to your kneecap. Oh, you're done like dinner. You know, I mean, I would not want to be doing that sort of thing. So that is pack rafting. Check out cocopellipackraft.com and alpacaraft.com. Check out their their gear. Check out their their pack rafts. Um, I definitely want to find a video of somebody rolling one of these things. That'd be (laughs) cool. Exactly. So let's take another quick break here. And when we come back, I want to talk a bit about gear swapping. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio, whether you're close to home or far away, 
grab a paddle, and get on the water. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Welcome back. We are going to talk gear swapping and used gear buying uh, Mountain Equipment Co-op. Yes, and any, anybody who's familiar with Mountain Equipment Co-op knows they do this usually about twice a year. Yeah, they do a, bell, a buy and sell. They have different events, different, uh, different locations across Canada. Um, but they also do an online uh, gear swap that you can buy stuff online. Yep. And they have water sports, instrument and camping, packs, tents, sleeping bags, car racks and accessories, clothing, footwear, and trip partners. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm swapping you out, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're gone. <laughs> yes, I got a Derek I'd like to exchange. Uh, this is stuff that people aren't using or whatever. To, um... Yeah, if it's it's a really great way to get... If if you're going to be trying out something new, it's a great way to get some gently used, uh, softly used gear and, and try whatever sport you're trying to get into, whatever it is. And it, a lot of people get together and like the MSC sells off used gear or the uh, like rental gear sometimes. Yeah. As well as people just come in and, and they're invited in to these... Uh, buy sell swap uh, events at uh, at the individual MEC stores. Yeah, so you put your stuff there, they put it up, you know, put a little tag on it, that sort of thing and people can buy it. Yeah. Uh the online one you can post your gear. Now I saw one I was looking at uh, somebody had bought a uh Kokatat PFD and it wasn't quite what they wanted. They used it a couple of times and they put it up online and uh, they're not they're selling it for cheaper than they bought it for. Yes. You know, and, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, you know, so if you're, you're if you're looking, for, oh, I'd like to try that life jacket out. Mm. Well, then you go up and you you buy it from the person and uh, and for the give most part, gear like this, it's easy to buy and sell online. Like I always have a problem buying in <clears throat> any uh, clothing items where it's like you really want to try it on first. But when it comes to items like. Uh, you know, a thermarest or, mm-hmm. or, you know, a thermarest backpack is um, paddles or whatever. It's, it's not, it's, they tend to be one size fits all, right? So it's, it's easy. It's an easy decision to say, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's gently used. It's fairly new. The guy didn't use it. So, uh, and you're yeah. getting like a 50% if, discount. If somebody's bought a tent and it just wasn't for them. Yeah. Or maybe they throw it up there yeah, or, exactly. you know, maybe they're upgrading to something better or exactly. newer, whatever. Now, REI has just started, and it's, it's just in beta testing by the looks of it, uh, a used gear online store. And what this is, it isn't people's, uh, you know, like Tom, Dick, and Harry are just throwing their gear up there for sale. This is stuff that people have actually returned to the store uh, that they, you know, it just, there was something wrong with it. It didn't fit them or, you know. And why REI is doing this is trying to get people affordable gear so that they get outdoors. Yeah, and right? when you told me about this, I thought, well, that's a that's a really good idea. It it uh, it kills a couple birds with a single stone, right? It's uh, they are offloading any as like gear that came back that you can't resell. It's a used item. Yeah. It was decided that the individual it wasn't appropriate, wrong sized, whatever, but it's used, so they can't put it back on the shelf. So normally, what a, a company would like like that would do would be to throw it away. So they're keeping these things out of the landfill. At the same time, they're giving buyers an opportunity to use gently used items that were returned to the store for store credit or whatever. And now people can get into and purchase something directly from the store. And But it's it's gently used. It's a return item. Yeah, and they do make a point of saying that, you know, like they evaluate the item, they inspect it, and uh, then they select the best gear for the used gear site. There is uh, coats, shirts, shoes, boots, camp stoves, tents, and a lot of other gear. But unlike the REI garage, uh, there is no 100% satisfaction one-year warranty on this stuff. 
it, it's retail, like they have on their retail and discount new items. Used gear purchases come with a 30-day return policy and everything is sold as is. So that's uh, definitely something that's really nice. The used gear platform is not a consignment, as we say. So exactly. So yeah, people aren't just saying, hey, f- buy this stuff for me and then sell it yourself. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Is it, these are all returns. They're, they found a solution to a problem that they they have returned items. What do you do with them? They normally, and they say, they specifically say, this is a way to get it out of the landfill. Yeah, and I know Patagonia has their Worn Wear initiative as well, so check that out. So check out REI's Used Gear Online and uh, the Mountain Equipment Co-op Gear Swap if you're looking for some gently used gear. Uh, and that's about all the time we have this week. Um, like, thank everybody for listening. Check us out on paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, you're the Twitter guy. And I'm tweeting a lot more now. You really are. I've been noticing. You can find us on I, past episodes on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the episode page on Paddling Adventures Radio. If you're listening to us on iTunes, leave a little review saying, yeah, these guys are fantastic. Salt of the earth and greatest thing known to mankind. <laughs> and we really are. <laughs> some days we are, some days we aren't. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. Bye.